Oh my god, hey, welcome back to the Peace Love and Nemesis podcast. My name is Juan. <laughs> How's that for a little pep in your step? That was so rushed. Mm-hmm. I literally finished the sentence, hey, let's have some more pep this week. <laughs> I hit record and just went right for it. So you know what? Why not keep it? <laughs> Something different. Keeps you on your toes. Yep. But we are back. And you already know what time it is. Because we said it last week. And if you don't know what we said last week, go listen to last week. And if you didn't hear that, just start at the beginning. (laughs) We'll We'll, see you later. (laughs) We'll tell you this every time. We got plenty of stuff to catch up on. And yeah. Yeah. We'll see you when you get here. Yeah. But for today, we are jumping back to the boundaries topic. Boundaries. How many of us have them? Not me. <laughs> you do now. Yeah. Took a little bit. It took a lot of it. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Should we Where do we about, where do we start? I actually think that maybe that's a good idea is to talk about our journey with boundaries. Because you used to just not have any. Yeah. And in the beginning of our relationship, Juan would just do anything and everything for everybody. They ask, he's there. I was a yes man. Yeah. And I would always be like, dude, stop saying yes to everything. Like, these people aren't returning the favor. Whether it's close friends or acquaintances or family or whatever the case may be, or my family or whatever, like, they're not returning the favor. Stop saying yes. And he just kept saying yes. Mm -hmm. And it took until... Legitimately, like last, last year. year. Last year, I was twenty. What was it? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one is when I literally had hit a breaking point, and mm-hmm. I was like, I need to start making boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it got so bad. I I think the thing that helped was like you and I finally living on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like for real this time, mm-hmm. like. Outside of being away at college and like, yeah, we had an apartment there, but that was only for like a little bit of time. Yeah. But establishing ourselves as like a family since we moved in with just me, you and Jewel, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of instances of people just thinking they had access to my house. Mm -hmm. Like even outside of family. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's not even... We don't live in those times anymore. Don't show up and knock on my door. For real. Let me know you're coming. Yeah. I don't live that life anymore. I can't do. I can't drop everything I'm doing mm-hmm. to entertain someone at my door. Or. But all of this for one up until last year was an internal thought. This was nothing that you would say to anybody. Yeah, I could. I could not muster up the. So like when people would show up unannounced or, um, just kind of be like, hey. I'm, I'm stopping here. by. I'm stopping by. We would be like, well, Juan would get so upset, and then they would get here, and he would. I would internalize it. Yeah, and then after the fact, he would be seething about everything that they did the entire time mm-hmm. that they were here, because they announced that they were just coming over. Which realistically was my fault because I didn't say no. Don't come over. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned this last week, but. Um, I said that I was going through my Snapchat and there are a lot of Snapchats that I save, um, 
and I write like a big long caption of them, mm-hmm. and um, I don't post them. Honda time. We Is almost it? missed it. Oh, it was super light. I think they were like somewhere else, but oh. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I actually use that as like I'm gonna take a Snapchat and then I vent really quick and then I save it, but I don't post it. Mm. So it's kind of like journaling. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. But I do it in the moment because I'm feeling bad in the moment. So basically, Mm -hmm. I came across an instance. We had a party last year. No, two years ago when we first moved in. And it was for one of your friends that was moving away. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people were invited that were associated with him. It was a dance friend, right? Mm -hmm. So it was other dance friends that you had. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lot of them just showed up. And didn't say hi, didn't say thank you, didn't, like, they ate food. They didn't really interact with you whatsoever. No. Like, I prepared all the food and I, like, cleaned up and everything. And they literally, like, these kids. I was almost going to call them a name, but I won't do that. Mm. Anyways, these kids showed up and they ate our food and they, like, only talked to, like, Juan. And then were like, oh, can we look around your house and... It was just really weird and, like, uncalled for. And nobody said, like, hello or thank you or goodbye or anything. It was just, like, really disrespectful. And I wrote a Snapchat regarding that. And I was, like, mm-hmm. because I, because you weren't setting boundaries, it made me feel like I couldn't set any. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I hate these people. Don't ever come back to my house. No, you established that as soon as the party was over. You're yep. like, n- no one's allowed here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, we still continue to have parties, still let people over, but... But it was very limited. Yeah. Limited. And then there, there were even instances of us being in the middle of a party, and then someone would be like, hey, this person's on their way. Is that cool? <sighs> like, br- what? Yeah. I would be like, well, I can't say no now if they're already coming over. Yeah. When in all reality, there there are plenty of other people who'd be like, no, send them back. Yeah. But I would just, that's actually how I ruined my brother's birthday the one year. That was last year. That was, yeah, last year. <laughs> that's the exact instance. Someone came over that I was like, why? Why are you telling me this now? But mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? It's my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. If he wants him here, cool. But in that moment, I was just like... Why? I already have... I even said it then. That was the one time I started to stick up for myself. Like, mm-hmm. I already have a boundary issue of people just coming over to my house. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Honestly, in that instance, I get it's your brother. But at the same time, like, no. I yeah. don't know this person. And don't get me wrong. That guy that came, he's super nice. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with him. It's just the fact of, like, we're holding a party for you. Mm-hmm. So this should have been something you asked ahead of time because it was planned. Yeah. So, but that's not like, that's not directed at your brother. That could have been anybody. Right. It was, it's the simple fact of just being like. Because he's not the only one that like has invited somebody last minute. Yeah. There's been plenty of people. Mm Mm-hmm. Like our Halloween party. Yeah, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip over that one. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip over that. Um. <laughs> anyway, I. 
Yeah, I don't even know how to continue about this because, like... It's hard. Boundaries is a triggering topic for me because I've mm-hmm. been stepped on a lot, but at some point, it was, like... It was definitely... There's another haunted time, yeah. if that's the real one, since we may not have heard the first one. It's kind of low. Um, I've, I've been stepped on and walked over so much because I was the yes man and, like... There would be times I would be guilted into things, and I'm just like the people pleaser in me, and would just fall for it. Like mm-hmm. I would go do things or participate in, like, like half the times we would go out to the bar would be just me, probably being guilt tripped to go, mm-hmm. or uh, staying later, or someone saying, um, actually, an instance from a long time ago. Um, Juan and I used to regularly go to the bar Mm -hmm. um, with a small certain group of people that we're not really close with anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like pretty regular. It wasn't all the time, but it was regular. Mm -hmm. And um, there was so much peer pressure of drink, 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 drink. And then on top of that, well, let's keep talking. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Just stay a little bit longer. And you and I had, like, a, a decent drive home. Mm-hmm. And it just became, like, as the conversation went on, it got more inappropriate because the people were always trying to press into our personal lives so much and learn about our relationship. And and we're not like that. Like, we mm-hmm. are very reserved as a couple. Mm-hmm. We, we're not out it's and about. None, it's none of your business. Yeah. Stay away. Yeah. And so it just became a lot hanging out with these people because they just always wanted more and everything like hanging out and just trying to get to know each other was never good enough. But then the times that I would say like, oh, I can't. Or if you were already home Mm -hmm. because you preemptively didn't want to be asked to go to the bar, I would say I'm going home and they'd be Mm -hmm. like, come on, just one. And I'm like, fine. And then I'd be there till like midnight. Yeah. And it just, it got out of hand and really ridiculous because like, you just wouldn't say no. No, I couldn't because I felt like it was an obligation. Yeah. But that was, again, an internal thing because once I did start to say no and, like, stick up for myself, it obviously was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, like, things started to calm down. But the boundaries go beyond, like, even just... How do I explain it? Just the access to me in general. Yeah. Like, I, well, I actually think that that is probably your biggest thing is that you're, you're, uh, you don't have boundaries with access to, mm-hmm. which is why that's a common theme in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say that for me personally, um, my issue with boundaries mostly is family related. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's similar. It's having access to you. Or having access to me, but it's like the last minute, hey, come here. Hey, come to this. Um, we're having dinner here. Do you want to come swim? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And for some people, it's like, yeah, that's my family. I'm going to go do whatever with them. But for me, I I need notice. I need to plan it out. Mm-hmm. So being told the night before something or the day before something isn't helpful to me. Mm-hmm. So then when I don't show up to something, I get this backhanded comment that it's like, oh, well, you know, you weren't here or you're not here. 
you're never around. We don't see you. You should have been there. Yeah, or you should have been there or something like that. Because X, Y, and Z, or this person was there, or... Yeah. So I find that, like, a boundary for me is living 45, 30, 45 minutes away from my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm comfortable with that. Now, my family constantly is like, I wish you lived closer, blah, 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 blah. And in my head, I'm like, nope, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. I need this distance because otherwise you wouldn't plan things out with me. Yeah. You would expect me to show up and be there and do this and do that and go to this birthday party and that birthday party. So it's a lot. So the distance Mm -hmm. for me, that's a boundary. Yeah. Because when we were looking for places to move, I was like, yeah, let's move out here. Yeah. Let's move out here because I need that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something that I have to be like, you need to behave this way or you need to do this. I can just put space between us. Yeah. And that's a boundary. So what would you say is an effective way? I also love my family. Sorry. Let me put that out there. I love them. Oh, yeah. You can (laughs) love someone, but you have to obviously love yourself enough to set the boundary with the people you love because those are the people that are going to violate the boundaries the easiest Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like your parents and especially now that we're becoming parents we felt like we were having a lot of boundaries crossed as young parents Mm -hmm. and of course like this may not be the case for everybody but sometimes your parents want to put in their two cents Mm -hmm. on how to raise because of how they raised you or Mm -hmm. they want things done a certain way and I think that's really hard with um with us having a kid is constantly hearing oh you were like this like your kid was like how you are or if they show a certain like like if Jules shows a a certain behavior they automatically Mm -hmm. assume that they are you or I Mm -hmm. so they try to treat it in the same scenario yeah and so at least that's how it looks because obviously we don't know what the yeah I don't know what that I was gonna say I don't know what the intention behind that is um but for me personally um I don't like on my side I don't particularly like hearing that like Jewel is like me, mm-hmm. not because I think that there's something wrong with me or that there's then something wrong with her. I just want her to have the space to be herself mm-hmm. and not constantly be associated like, oh, you're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. You're just like your cousin, uncle, brother, grandmother, whatever. Your broncle. Your broncle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so like that's not something that I love. And I just want Jewel to have the space to be who she is without this expectation that like, she's going to be like one of us. Sure. And she's going to have qualities. Yeah, of us, the, but it, We pointed out ourselves like, Oh, she, she did this thing. And I see that that's a personality trait of mine forming in her. Mm-hmm. But like, but we don't teach her to be like us. Yeah. She's just showing these traits. Yeah. And I think the funny thing is, is that like, she is so strong headed and like, she knows what she wants when she wants it. And I don't think I was like that. And I have no idea if you were like that, but she's just straightforward. And I think that that's really cool for, mm-hmm. you know, how young she is. Like she's not afraid to make friends or do anything like that. And even ba- boundaries with jewel. Yeah. Like if you get too close to jewel, she's going to hit you. Yeah. Especially when she was like, when she was, uh, when she was a baby, uh-huh. if you'd be too close to her face, she'd smack you. And most parents would be like, no, don't hit. But like, 
nah, you're in her personal space. And like, she. I think our families thought that was weird that we didn't correct that. Yeah, like, get out of her face. So, like, especially, I think it was her first birthday. Mm hmm. Or her second birthday? Whichever no, birthday was, we had. It here. was her second birthday. Mm hmm. Yeah. And she was sitting in um, her high, high chair. chair. And everybody kept trying to go up and kiss her. And it happened to multiple people. It wasn't just like one or two. Mm-hmm. And everybody, because it was her birthday. Like, I get it. I totally understand. But she cocked her arm back flat out. Like, she was going to open, open palm, palm. like, five star your face. Yes. And she started hitting. And everybody's kind of looking at us like, you going to do something about that? And we were like, no, get out of her personal space. That is a boundary that... I, I mean, personal space is a boundary everyone should have, but obviously some people violate it. Like, I don't like being touched mm-hmm. all the time. Like, get away from me. Don't be too close to me. But, but like, we noticed in Jewel that she has, a like, a personal space boundary, and mm-hmm. she doesn't know how to communicate that. So we try to tell her, like, you know, when other, when she went to smack other people, her birthday was not the time to correct that, right? Mm-hmm. But... Um, in other instances, we were correcting it like, hey, just ask them, please back up. Mm-hmm. Please move. I mean, now, even with me, I'm like, before she goes to bed, I'm like, Jewel, can I have a hug? She will throw her arms out in front of her and say, no, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, like, for any, if she knows she doesn't want something, she doesn't want whether it. it's affection or something you're trying to feed her, she is firm, like, no. I do not want one. Yeah. And then even if I try to force a hug, she still hits me. And I'm like, well, I got to respect your boundary. I deserve that. As a three-year-old. But yeah. sometimes dad needs a hug. Yeah. <laughs> but it's weird to see our kid have boundaries mm-hmm. and then us enforce those boundaries for them. So it's like a double boundary. It's weird. Yeah. So I always yeah, I, offer. I think that's powerful. Yeah. Because like. Obviously, I had to figure out boundaries later on, but like, I think Jewel. She's. It's going to be very. Jewel's boundaries are going to be very strong, like especially if we're backing them up. Well, I was going to say that Jewel needing boundaries and us wanting to respect her boundaries made you want to respect your own boundaries more. Y'all should play a game and take a shot every time we say boundaries. Flat out. We're only, however many minutes in, and. We've said it. You'd probably be trashed. Yeah. So have fun. Yeah. Actually, take a shot of water. Hydrate yourself. Yeah. It's too hot for this. Let's both take a sip of water. Oh my god. Let's not talk the talk. (sighs) There's water's right there. We gonna sip on camera, but we gonna pause and cut it out. Be right back. And we're back and nice and hydrated. Hope you are too. Even though that was like a blip for you. But yeah. it's okay. You can pause it and hydrate. Mm-hmm. Or hydrate while you listen. I'll put some nice music there so you know how long we drank water for. She's not going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> no, I'm going to go back, move the space over a little bit, and sing a little song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have, Wait, I'm going to put Jewel in and have her sing, sing a song. Oh, man. Me and Jewel have a song called Sing a Song. And the words are, sing a song, sing a song. So I'm going to put that in there. Yep. There you go. You have it. You got an exclusive first look at Sing a Song. That has a, It's an unreleased track by Jewel. <laughs> They're going to be so confused when they eat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's going to be in the middle of nowhere. Oh, man. Back to the topic at hand, this though. This podcast's a mess. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, when it comes to setting these boundaries, again, the access to you, uh, once someone, once you show someone you're available for something that'll not necessarily benefit them, but like provide something for them. So yeah, benefit. Yeah. Like an emotional need. For instance, when it comes to like the distance thing that you said you need, there would be plenty of times where, um, there was an issue. You and I had to drive 30 to 45 minutes in an instant Mm -hmm. to go solve. That wasn't even our problem Mm -hmm. because I knew it was going to be a problem before. Yeah. So like, your boundary at first before you finally like cut it off was you had your own savior complex with your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you wanted to go make sure everything was okay. But the second you even had like a gut feeling something was bad mm-hmm. and then heard something went bad, mm-hmm. we would Turn fly around. back home mm-hmm. in a rage mm-hmm. just anticipating what was going to happen. Just for me to be the middleman the entire time. And all that did was put unnecessary stress on both of us Mm -hmm. and put us in scenarios that neither of us had to be in. Mm -hmm. Same thing even when we lived at our house right now. Mm -hmm. We were put in plenty of scenarios that didn't involve us whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But then we became a a central figure in them. Yeah. And all it did was fuck us over in the end. Mm -hmm. So once we finally... Once you make yourself unavailable to those people that may be not using you but using you in that way or needing needing something from you even if they can handle it themselves it once you set that like hey you no longer have this access to me it is going to be a problem for them Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like why or they they we we've gotten smart comments like oh you know how they are with their boundaries and like there's no need oh, to don't s- tell them that because you know how they are or keep this a secret don't let them find out because it's like once we removed ourselves from any extenuating se- circumstances then it became like oh keep everything a secret from them which mm-hmm. is fine if you want to view it that way but all that did was make it worse yeah. Because then because it made it seem like f- we were still the problem yeah. for trying to separate ourselves and stand up for ourselves. So mm-hmm. in this boundary journey that you may also be going on or trying to figure out, it's not going to be pretty. No, no. one's going to respect them all right away. Mm-mm. Not everyone is going to like the boundary you set up. No. Regardless of if, it, if it's your friends or your parents. Yeah. You have to, especially going into adulthood... You have to set the precedent for, like, the life you want to live, how you want to live it, and people are going to have to just agree with it within Mm -hmm. reason. Now, don't go out there doing nothing crazy, but, like, don't let yourself get trampled. For me, with the the distance thing, it's not like I moved away and it wasn't an immediate issue, or it wasn't an issue anymore. So although I moved away, I wasn't being called to do things anymore. I was being blamed for not being there. Mm. So it went from being like, show up, do this, or you're not here, you're not around. And then it escalated to like the climax of what the boundary issue was. 
And it was like, you don't make time for us anymore. You're trying to forget about us. You're against us. You're this, that. like so. Some really hurtful shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some really hurtful shit. Like, by far some of the most hurtful shit I've ever heard in my entire life. And then, you know, having other family members come to me and be like, yeah, well, this was said about you and that was said about you. And it's like, dude, all I did was move to get some space. And this is how I get treated because I'm no longer being available to somebody else. Yeah. Or to a group of other people. And it was really unfortunate, but I ultimately decided, like, you know what? I'm not going to take it personally. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to get there because I did take it personal for a while. But I decided that at some point I was like, you know what? This isn't my problem. Mm -hmm. I made myself too available. I was there for every family circumstance, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And it benefited me in no way. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I made my family any better because there's still all this drama all the time. So, like, why do I have to be a part of that? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to subject my own child to that. So I said, I'm done. And then I realized being away, having my own space, not being constantly available to somebody, all of those hurtful things that they said to get me riled up and upset was because they know that I'm not going to be there for the problems anymore. And they're stuck to deal with all of those problems by themselves. And I finally came to terms. I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm okay. that I'm not a part of this because I get to live in peace now. Mm -hmm. And I know that anything that you throw my way is only a reflection of how you feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. If you can't solve this problem on your own, what good am I going to do for you? Because I could never solve the issues. Yes, ma'am. So, The boundaries ultimately gave me an entirely new relationship with my family because they stopped coming to me with drama and he said this, she said this, this is going on, this blah, blah, blah. And they keep a lot of that stuff to themselves now and I get to just be with my family and enjoy our time together. We schedule out time to see them. We go swimming. We have cookouts. We do this. We do that. And it's peaceful and I can live with that. So if I don't really know what the drama is going on, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, the less involved you are, the less available you make yourself, Mm -hmm. as you could see. Yeah. And, like, there have been even times, there have even been times, geez, where, um, like, once I established it, I shut, like, drama down in its place Mm -hmm. even if it was something that seemed remotely positive i'm like "Mm, nope if it's regarding that situation i don't want to hear about it yeah i don't want to know and then that comes as like a shock because they're like oh whoa okay it was positive and it seems like you know i'm coming off as a dick but my personal peace is more important than knowing that Mm-hmm. Like I only, uh, I got a little bit of room left in my brain. Mm-hmm. Most of it's filled up with a bunch of music <laughs> and random songs <laughs> and stupid facts that I know. And I don't want to fill it with other bullshit that's unnecessary. Yeah. Like I already have enough going on up there. And, you know, it was it's mentally taxing when you have no boundaries because like we discussed in the last episode, being a people pleaser 
and feeling like I was going to disappoint everybody, I was more worried about the feeling of the potential disappointment when mm-hmm. that may not have even been a factor, mm-hmm. when a simple no would have sufficed. Yeah. But there have been plenty of people who have said no to my face regardless or of what... Or just not responded to you. Or yeah, regardless of whether I like genuinely needed them for something or not. Mm-hmm. I've gotten those hard no's and I'm like, well, damn. And that's what would fuck me up because I'm like... I'm here it, for you. Yeah, and that's a toxic boundary to have mm-hmm. because I have none, so it makes me it made me feel like you should also like basically when you boil it down, since I didn't have any, you shouldn't have any the same way. So yeah. that way I can have that access mm-hmm. because I need it. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok on it. I didn't know if I saved it or not, but you know almighty TikTok has everything. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, um your personal piece is far more important than anything else that's going on. And, of course, you want to be there for people and you want to make sure that, like, your family's safe and, like, you want people to know that you can be there for them but within reason mm-hmm. because you can't help someone if they're not going to help themselves mm-hmm. like we discussed last week. Word. There's only so much you can do and it's not your job. Mm-hmm. Another great thing that the Stoic philosophy that I like to like learn about mm-hmm. is they say to worry about what you can control, everything else, let it go. Yeah. And a lot of those situations that you and I have been put in, we're completely out of our control. But then when we jumped in, we tried to grab hold of it and take control of it so we can find a solution, find a resolution, or find the answer to something when in all reality it wasn't our problem to begin with Mm, i agree yeah so having i've had a little bit more time with boundaries than you have so being like i guess a year into it and like holding firm in your boundaries even when it seems like somebody brings up something positive like I did this or whatever is going on and you know it's about a certain topic and you're like no I don't want to hear it so how has been like navigating boundaries hard because you like hit a brick wall and you were like I'm doing all the boundaries now I had to like but how does it feel like a year in like that what was that year journey like you said it was difficult and like I iterated in the beginning like it wasn't pretty. Yeah. It was difficult. It may put a divide. People yeah. are going to look at you sideways. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was affecting our relationship. Yeah. Because you were like, bro, why do you keep letting this happen? And yeah. like I would, like you said, be seething and I would be so mad. And you're like, why don't you say this to anybody? Mm-hmm. Why are you? Why am I the only person hearing it mm-hmm. when I didn't do anything? Yeah. And like a lot of the the anger, resentment, whatever emotion I was feeling would spill over and then I would just fester in it and like our our own house didn't feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, my main goal is to make sure that I take care of you and Jewel. I am an adult now. Like I have a family to take care of. My peace and their peace is the most important thing to me, regardless of what anyone else has to say. So a year later, I'm still learning and setting more boundaries, 
Because, I mean, even now at work, like, I'm having to stand up for myself a lot more than I ever did. Like, I'm a pretty passive person. Like, I let shit slide. I crack witty jokes to make you understand that I know what you did and I'm going to... I'm going to fry you on it, mm-hmm. but that's how I deal with things and like my dark humor and shit like that. Yeah. But like, and that is one thing how Juan and I differ mm-hmm. cause I've always been very like, fuck you. I saw that. <laughs> no, I, I observe and I keep it pushing. Yeah. And then I, that's actually like a way that I handle the boundary now is like, if I see you do something that crosses a boundary, I'm like, all right, cool. I'll say something. I'll, I'll mention it, or I'll pull you aside, try to talk to you about it, or I'll say something later once mm-hmm. I have time to process it. Because mm-hmm. I know for a fact, acting in the moment of raw emotion, I'm not going to display everything that I need to say. Mm-hmm. I'm a very like critical thinker, and once I'm able to like process through what had happened and how I felt, I'm able to articulate it better. So that way, because like of course I want to keep the peace. Yeah. I don't know if that's still a people pleaser thing in me, like residually, mm-hmm. but I'm like, how do I go about this in a way that I'm not being disrespectful? Actually, I like that you said that you're a critical thinker. I would absolutely agree with that, that mm-hmm. you want to like break it down and look at all the pieces and everything, because I think you're helping me do that because I'm somebody that will just work off of raw emotion. Yeah. Because and- I'll say all the mean things that come to my head first. And then afterwards, you're like, ah, I got to do some damage control. (laughs) I didn't mean to tell you that you're, I'm not going to say. Yeah, yeah, just stop there (laughs) because we all have the capacity to say and do hurtful things, but in my brain, we don't need to, like. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Coming from somebody that it that will work off of raw emotion and say all the hurtful things right away, it it doesn't make it better. Yeah. And you're not conveying anything that you actually feel. You're just being mean. Yeah. And like regardless of the fact like someone someone already disrespected my boundary at that point. So it's like, all right, if I no longer want this to happen, I'm going to go about this the proper way so you can understand. Mm-hmm. If you can no longer understand after me going about it the proper way, then I see where I need to continue. And I actually think that that is something that you should give yourself credit for because you had to start making boundaries so suddenly and mm-hmm. it was so abrupt for you that I think you handled it much more gracefully than you give yourself credit for because you were just like, here's the boundary, follow... All of these people, hear all of your boundaries, follow these things. There is no negotiation. Yeah. This is what you will be doing. Yeah. And if you're not going to do that, sorry, I'm choking. <clears throat> if you're not going to do that. If you're not going to respect it. Yeah. If you're not going to respect it, then I don't need to hear from you. Yep. And I think that you don't give yourself enough credit for how, like, clearly you handled the situation because you said what you needed to say and nothing more. Yeah. Because only realistically, Abby has seen this side of me in recent years. But, like, as positive and happy-go-lucky as I can be, like, there's... Just like everybody else, you have a dark side. Yeah, the brighter light that you... uh, The brighter the light that you shine, the darker the shadow you cast. So, like, I can get very very strongly emotion like angry seat like on some crazy shit where i'm like whoa 
didn't know I could go there. Mm-hmm. And like, I have, we all have the capacity to get to that point if we're poked enough. Mm-hmm. But me being the passive guy, the guy that's the yes man, the guy that's like, you know what, this sucks on my end, but I'm going to do it for you anyway. Mm-hmm. I was poked a little too much. And I had to hit that brick wall because it was affecting my family life. And it was like, if I don't do something now, I'm going to start lashing out in the worst way possible. And then people are really going to look at me in the worst way. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. I that's agree. not who I am. I agree. So rather than blame others for what they do or don't do for you in return or just in general, respect yourself enough to say when enough is enough because if you don't set a limit to how much access someone has to you, your time, or your literal mental like capacity to handle something they're going through, they're just going to keep asking, keep grabbing, and keep needing something from you because you're there, you're available. Mm-hmm. But... No one's going to know your limit unless you say something. No one can read your mind. No one's going to know that they're crossing a boundary. It's up to you to say something because just like it's not your job to be at everyone's beck and call, it's also not someone else's job to know everything about you that you don't want them to do. Right or wrong? No, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Nobody can read your mind. So if there's something that makes you uncomfortable, if you're like, wow, this really bothers me, they're literally not going to know unless you're like, hey, bud, don't do that. And there's always a better way to go about it. Because if someone crosses a boundary, you don't have to get standoffish. You don't have to dismiss them because, again, they don't know. You can just be like how I said, Mm -hmm. hey, bud, I'm going to pull you to the side later or hey, I didn't like this, or can you not do this again, or this made me feel X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't address it in that way that they can at least understand and you just lash out, they're going to assume that you're just lashing out for no reason. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to understand. Or, you know, sometimes people react in that way, and then the person who offended you or crossed the boundary isn't going to want to hear you out because you lashed out at them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, I didn't know that, so you didn't need to do this in return. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. On that note, any final closing thoughts on boundaries? No. I think it's hard that, you know, when somebody does something and you realize that you don't like it, you have to be the one to say something about it. But... Also dig into why you don't like it. Yeah. I think that's a good start is before you tell somebody, hey, don't do this around me or hey, like, don't do that around me. It could be something like, hey, I don't like when you smoke cigs around me. Mm. Right? If you couldn't tell, we're very anti-tobacco here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If somebody smokes c- cigarettes around you and you're like, ew, I don't like that. I don't want to smell like that. Blah, blah, blah. I actually had to do that at work. This is a side story. Everybody at work smoked cigarettes but me, and they would smoke in the truck. And I'm like, you know what, guys? 
Um, I'm the only one that doesn't smoke here, but I go home smelling like I smoked a pack a day. Mm -hmm. And like we go into other people's houses to do work and I stink. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Can we please stop? Mm -hmm. The one guy was like, oh, shit, you're actually right. You know what? I apologize. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And all all I did was speak up respectfully. Yeah. And boom, boundary made. Yeah. So if it's like something simple like that, like you just got to put out the boundary. But when you're talking about like more emotionally high stakes things like um, having access to you, kind of think of yourself like a gas station. There's a sign out front that says no shoes, no shirt, no service. That's what you're getting from me. If you don't follow my boundaries, no service. Mm. Mm. I was wondering where you were going. I was like, mm, we're at gas stations now. All right, she got something cooking, but I like it. No, you put the sign out front and you read that before you open the door. So if you don't follow my da- my boundary before you open the door, no service. No snacks for you. No snacks for you. On that note, if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love, and applesauce. Bye. Bye.